Live from Nashville, Tennessee, this is the Campfire Cafe on the Equestrian Legacy Radio Network. An old cowpoke went riding out one dark and windy day. Upon a ridge he rested as he went along his way. When all at once the mighty hood of a red-eyed cows he saw. Plowing through the ragged skies and up the cloudy draw. Their brands were still on fire and their hoods were made of steel. Their horns are black and shiny and their hot breath he could feel. A bolt of fear went through him as they thundered to the sky. For he saw the riders coming hard and he heard the mournful cry. It's all soaked with sweat They ride hard to catch the herd But they ain't caught them yet They've got to ride forever On that range up in the sky On horses snorting fire As they ride on here they Tennessee, and it's been an interesting weather ride for us here. So like two days ago, we were 70, and this morning I got up, it was 28, but a beautiful, beautiful sunny day, and uh, we've got pleasant weather that's headed our way this weekend, so we're looking forward to that. But it's, uh, it's always fun to have a leap year, and so this is leap day, February the 29th, so I thought I'd share just a little bit of information about leap year leap year was started in 45 bc with the decree by julius caesar to begin the practice of adding an extra day every four years 
with the creation of the Julian calendar, making up for those quarter days that would be perfect if the solar year were exactly 365 and a quarter days, but it's not. It's 365.242, so that's really getting down to the uh, to the nitty-gritty on that. But kind of cool. This is the leap year, and it is leap day today. One of the interesting things that I found were some of the uh, traditions that are part of leap year. For example, on a leap year, the woman can propose to the man. And uh, that was brought about by a British and Irish tradition for women to propose marriage to their partner on leap day because sometimes the partner didn't act quickly enough. So that's called Ladies' Privilege or Bachelor's Day. And uh, the, tra- the tradition traveled on to Scotland, and it's thought to have been adopted into law by Queen Margaret in, 19- in 1288. One of the interesting things is if the gentleman turns down the ladies' privilege proposal, it's very costly. The men had to reimburse the woman they rejected with gifts such as gloves so she could hide her ringless finger. And uh, another interesting fact is, hold on, I'm going to scroll up and find this. In Texas, they party like a leapling. And so in Anthony, Texas, they claim to be the leapier capital of the world. The city holds a festival every four years to help leaplings, people born on leap year, celebrate their very special day. We'll talk to our first guest about that leapling celebration. He's out in Texas today. We'll talk with him. We have a great show today lined up for you. So in the first hour of the show, it's the Campfire Cafe, and we are very happy to have joining us Mr. Alex Dormont, who is the founder and leader of the Hot Texas Swing Band. So we'll be talking about the Hot Texas Swing Band and sharing music from their brand-new album, Gotta Move. And then in the second hour of the show, We'll be visiting in Denver, Colorado for the Rocky Mountain Horse Expo. We'll be talking with the CEO and Executive Director of the Colorado Horse Council, Mr. Bill Skeeby. So stay tuned. We're going to have a lot of fun today on the Campfire Cafe and on Saddle Up America. But I can never have Alex Dormont on with a hot Texas swing band without playing this song. We're going to take a listen to a great song. It's the title cut from the album Ain't Dead Yet. When we come back, we'll be talking with Alex Vermont today on the Campfire Cafe. Seven boats are circling above me. They're getting so upset. They're hungry for some fresh meat, but I ain't dead yet. Yes, I'm getting mighty, mighty weary. I'll get up and go done get. But I got lots of fight left. No, I ain't dead yet. That old sun is way up high. It's in the sky. I'm getting kind of dry. I'll just keep on pushing on and gonna hang my head and cry. There's still seven boats are circling above me. Getting so upset They'll have to find death Somewhere else Cause I ain't dead yet Seven boats are circling above me 
keep on pushing on and gonna hang my head and cry. There's still seven vultures circling above me, getting so upset. They'll have to find death somewhere else, cause I ain't dead yet. Circling above me, they're getting so upset. They'll have to find death somewhere else, cause I ain't dead yet. No, I ain't dead yet. No, I ain't dead yet. <laughs> ain't dead yet. I love that song. That's the Hot Texas Swing Band. Alex Dormont is our special guest today, and he is the founder and leader of the Hot Texas Swing Band. They have received multiple nominations and awards from the Academy of Western Artists, the International Western Music Association, and many, many more. And Alex, welcome to the show. Well, howdy, Gary. Thanks for having me. You're very welcome. You're very welcome. So I had to kick off Ain't Dead Yet, kick things off, because I just love this song to death. So for our audience out there that doesn't know the story, tell us about Ain't Dead Yet and how you came to write that one. Sure. Well, uh, we live here in the hill country of central Texas. My wife and I were hiking around in Shannon Rock State Park, which is a, a beautiful park just north of Fredericksburg. Uh, it's, it's, it's a, a granite a dome. It, it was a sacred to the Indians. That's why it's called Enchanted Rock. Anyway, we were hiking around it, and uh, we we were – hungry and thirsty and we looked up in the sky and there were seven vultures up there looking down at us and they looked hungry and thirsty too so <laughs> so that inspired the song oh gosh that is such a great story and uh and of course the the vultures were disappointed thankfully so you guys made it back yes okay yeah it's, still, it's, a, great, it's a true story as, great, as i introduced song. on stage thank you <laughs> great great song well, we're going to share music today from uh, a great new album that you have out, and that's called Gotta Move. First of all, let me ask you, is the album out for distribution right now, and are you having an uh, album party uh, yes. for it? Comes from uh, yeah, w- yes. Well, the official release date is actually uh, uh, the, at the end of March, March 29th, but we've been mailing out CDs to uh, all the DJs already, and... and uh, some of it's available. We released uh, two two singles with one to go, so the title track has been released as a single. You can get that on any of your streaming platforms. Uh, Got to move is the single, and Tex Mex song is a single that's been released too. So the official release date, you know, is is uh, just something we make up. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> uh, we do have a C- we, we do have a CD release party. If you're in Austin, you can. Uh, it's a, the CD release party will be at Green Hall. On uh, May 8th, that's the oldest dance hall in Texas down there by New Braunfels. And then we're having oh, wow. another city release party in Austin at Central Market for our regular 
monthly gig there, uh, the second Friday in April. And um, if you're in Austin, you can buy it at Waterloo Records. It's 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 right on their shelves. So uh, all right, it's, it's kind of you know it, it's a soft release right now, but the official okay. release will be all at right. the end. Well, I'm glad I got some of the soft release early on because it's a great album. It's a lot of fun. We're going to have a great time sharing music from that. And right now, I'm going to play the uh, the first single and the title cut from the album, Gotta Move. We'll come back and talk more with Alex Ormont today on the Campfire Cafe. first single well thank you very much yes that's the title track and the first single that was selena rosenbaum right. singing and, and uh 
the the horns were on display there, and uh, J.D. playing guitar solo, and uh, Joey Calruso doing the sax solo, and uh, and I got I got the horses in in that song. I was thinking about you know this is the equestrian radio show, so uh, the, yeah. the line uh, the fawns and foals get around soon as they hit the ground. Amen to the that. line in there. Because they're, they're herd animals. They're herd, they're herd animals. they got to keep moving with the herd. So as soon as they're That's born, they true. hit the ground. That is, that is true. Well, that is a great song. So uh, it had been a while since Devil on my Tail. Uh, what was the uh, impetus behind this one? Uh, yes, it's been three years since uh, Devil on My Tail came out. And uh, about six months after we went in the studio, uh, I, I had a... Uh, a challenging uh, situation happened. I had brain surgery to remove a benign tumor, and uh, I had wow. to learn how to walk again. The, the, the tumor was right on the motor strip that controls you. Um, I'm still using a cane and a walker, but I get a little better every week. So that was the inspiration for most of the songs on the album. Um, oh, that's great. It's, it's been a challenging time, but uh, my recovery is going well, and luckily it was benign. So I'm looking well, forward great. to a full recovery full recovery in a few years but you know just as long as i keep getting better that's what counts that's what counts that's what counts we'll keep you in our prayers and pray that you get uh, out on that dance floor again before too long so while you were while you were going through uh recovery from the brain tumor was hot texas swing band still out performing oh yeah there was um there was only a, a couple months there when i was in hospital rehab that uh, i couldn't be okay. on stage but uh, the band kept going without me. Uh, we've got two other lead vocals besides me, uh, Selena, who you just heard, and, and Liz Morpus, who, who you're going to hear a little later, I'm sure. Um, so they were able to carry on without me. Of course, it's not the same without me on the stage. But, uh, I wouldn't think uh, so. I would not think so. The sh- but the show must go on. So uh, a- after, uh, after a couple months, I could get on the stage. Uh, I couldn't play bass yet. Uh, it took took another couple months, but uh, now I'm back at full strength uh, musically. Anyway, uh, playing my bass. That's that is fantastic. That is fantastic. And you've got a great band. I mean, your vocalists are terrific on there. I just thoroughly enjoy their music and listening to them. And we're going to listen to another song. That was the second okay. single release. That is the Tex Mex song. So we're going to listen to that. Come back and talk more with Alex Dormont today. You're listening. To the Campfire Cafe heard around the world at EquestrianLegacy.net, on iHeartRadio, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and most streaming platforms. Just search for Equestrian Legacy Radio. Up north it's way too cold. I'm craving food that's bold Something spicy in my mouth It's time to go back south I want a lot of enchiladas A bowl of frijoles, panchovias, tortillas Some greases of tortillas Enough cerveza for a case of amnesia I'll be singing this Tex-Mex song I'll be singing this Tex-Mex song from Texas too long When I return watch out For some Tex-Mex I'm gonna shout How about a flouter Nachos, barachos Chera, ranchera Save us those huevos Enough margaritas to enjoy 
Hot Texas Swing Band, Tex-Mex song. Alex, I don't know if you know this or not, but my mother-in-law is from Mexico. So my wife is half Mexican. Yeah, Mary Kay is half Mexican. And she was raised on Mexican food. So I'm kind of fortunate. We get at least once or twice a week some soft tacos or some burritos or something. So that's pretty cool. Yes, well... Well, you can you can tell I love Mexican food from that song. I wasn't raised with it, but uh, as soon as I just light. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I I I I have tortillas just about every day. I, I I'd rather have a taco than a sandwich. So, it's it's a, it's a good the the tortilla is a very good food delivery device. <laughs> they are. They are. There and and unfortunately, if my wife is not preparing something Mexican, I stop by uh, what is it Taco Bell, and uh, pick up a thing or two in the afternoon. So that's pretty cool. Well, well that, that is, well that was my first Mexican food that I ate. I was I went to college in Wisconsin before I came down here to Texas, and uh, that was the only Mexican food I could get. So that was the first Mexican food I had, Taco Bell. Uh, like I said, <laughs> it was love the first bite. <laughs> oh gosh, but gosh, it's great. So how, how did the song come about? Just because of the love of Tex-Mex food? Yes. Well, well, uh, the, the rhyme was, uh, I want a lot of enchiladas. I, was, I think I was eating an a enchilada, and I, that rhyme came to me, and, and the rest of it just came really quickly because it's easy to rhyme when you have a vowel on the end of every word, <laughs> like with Mexican food. <laughs> but, oh, but, gosh. But, uh, so, so, yeah, I, I got all my favorite uh, foods and drinks in there. So, uh and uh, then all my favorite singers, too. I, got, I start the song, and then Liz sings the second verse, and Selena get, takes it out with the last verse. So we got all three of us in there. Oh, love you uh, singing. Got the, the, and we got the twin fiddles and the twin trumpets. And the, uh, luckily, our, our trumpet player, Jimmy Shortell, plays accordion also. So he added that accordion, and we got a, a nice Tex-Mex song there. Oh, that's great. It's great. Well, how what is your writing process like? Do you do you sit down and write on a regular schedule, or do you have to be inspired by eating Mexican food before you can write or have that work? <laughs> well, definitely not a regular schedule. Um, I, I get inspired by uh, a phrase or a, an emotion, a feeling, and, and then the, um, if I know that know that there's something there, if I feel like there's a little bit of truth there, then I can expand on it. Usually it's my uh, unconscious mind that uh, creates the, the, you know, the hook, uh, sometimes from a dream or sometimes just something I, I say or my wife Grace, Grace says that will inspire yeah. the, the root of the song. From there, you know, I, uh, it, I use my, uh, my left brain to, uh, to finish the song, but my right brain definitely starts it. Okay. All right. So do you have do you have the lyric and then the melody, or how does that work for you? Uh, yeah, I have to do the the lyrics first. Um, I okay. mean, I could I could write a, a song every day with the melody, but it, to me the the lyrics have to be linked. And if you write the melody first, at least for me, it's hard to go go back the other way. But um, yeah. so so the the lyric comes first, and then I find the melody. The melody usually comes very easily very quickly um okay. gets inspired and with western it's swing like our band yeah, yeah go ahead. with western swing yeah um i i get to uh do a lot of different styles you know like uh, that first song is kind of rockabilly-ish and then 
this one was a Tex is a Tex-Mex song, uh, right. and uh, we we do uh, you know country shuffles and waltzes, and we can do uh, jazz straight out jazz. You know, with the Western swing, you can do just about anything. Uh, on this yeah. album, there are uh, thir- thirteen songs that I wrote, so more than usual. But we had to put one Johnny Gimble tune in there, the Gardenia Waltz. Um, all of our six albums have featured at least one Johnny Gamble song. So, oh wow, but, wow. But, uh, and I played that. I we don't have it today to, to share with our audience, but I did play that the other day. It's a beautiful song, beautiful song. Yes, yeah. He he's a he, he brought beautiful songs. Nashville for a long time right. too, and he's now in the now in the Country Music Hall of Fame. John yeah. Gamble, that is. Yeah, yeah. That's that's awesome. That is awesome. Well, I'm going to get to another song. This one is called. Okay. Full Moon, Full Heart, and a Song. Tell us about this song. All right. Uh, yes, this was uh, right after I'd been di- diagnosed with a tumor, uh, having an insomnia, a bout of insomnia. I was uh, awake all night long, and it was the first day of summer, uh, I guess uh, two years ago. And uh, the full moon happened to fall on the same day, so I'm sitting there in, in my uh, in my den and, uh, you know, wanting to go to sleep really badly and then uh then instead of being negative i flipped over to the positive side but i realized that i was alive and i could write a song so the the song spilled out um so i got all the the moon in there in the in the first day of summer and uh i I, it was a positive spin i ended up with tears in my eyes writing the song so instead of uh tears 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 of joy for being tears of joy yeah well, this is great. Let's take a listen to Full Moon, Full Heart, and the song It's Hot Takes the Swing Band. We'll be right back. Starting off the summer, longest day of the year. But nighttime's far longer when sleep won't come near. Full moon lights the ground, sending silver shadows clear. Bleakness is forever when sleep won't come near here. But it's alright, I'm okay, being sleepless all night long. Yes, I'm happy to be right here with full moon. My little spark for lighting later on Now air is clear, my kindling set Embers burning warm Glowing growth between open hearts Blazing gently on Yes, it's alright I'm okay Being sleepless all night long Yes, I'm happy To be right here With full moon From everywhere, from people here and gone 
who gave life time or just a smile and helped me carry on to realize it's all right here was worth it all along to be awake one summer night with full moon full heart and a song yes it's all right i'm okay being sleepless all night long yes i'm happy to be right here with full song and uh, grateful we are that that brain tumor was benign and that you're doing well and getting back out and about it and writing great music thank you well thank you for well thank song. you Gary appreciate it you're welcome you're welcome well it's been a while since you've been on the show I, I guess we were talking before we came on the air so it must have been right before uh, you had your surgery that you were on the show the last time so for yes. our million listeners around the world, let's tell them a little bit about where you're from originally and how did you get started in music? Oh, yeah. Well, I, I was born in New York City. You can't help where you're born. <laughs> but uh, I, I, grew up, I grew up in the suburbs of Stanford, Connecticut, went to, all the way through high school there. And uh, I, had, I grew up in a musical and artistic family. My grandfather was a very successful commercial artist, Bill Dormont. Uh, did, he did all the ads for Stetson Hats, all the illustrations for Stetson Hats oh, wow. in the 40s and 50s. So uh, um, he wasn't a, a cowboy by any means, but he, he could draw cowboy hats pretty well or, or paint them. Wow. And then my father was a commercial artist too. But uh, my mother uh, was dabbled in music. Uh, she taught all the neighborhood kids uh, to play guitar. Uh, you know, when, when the Beatles came out and in the folk music uh, boom of uh, the mid-60s. So I learned guitar right. from my mother. And then uh, I, I got my grandfather's violin. He was a, a violinist as a kid. But I, I, was, I was never really comfortable playing the violin. So when I got to college, I switched over to being a fiddle player. Uh, and uh, <laughs> and I, I majored in music, but, you know, classical music was not really my bag, so. Uh, I, I first, uh, I guess, uh, my, there wasn't much country music on those up. So, so when, um, that Larry McMurtry, uh, movie came, uh, the Sybil Shepherd and what was it called? The last picture show. Yeah. Williams music. I, I knew that that's what yeah. I love. So I, I, I bought, uh, that album and then I got to college and discovered Bob Wills and, and, uh, there's no looking back from there. Oh, wow. So next wow. after I, I got, after I, got I, I, I got, now go ahead. Yeah, so uh, one of my roommates in college moved to uh, Austin before me, and he said it's great down here. So I, I loaded up my pickup truck and and drove drove to Texas. Uh, spent my first uh, week living in the back of my pickup truck. I had a camper, a homemade camper on the back, <laughs> and uh, and I knew it was the place for me because there was such great music 
back in, oh, in wow. Austin back then. Still, still is today. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I started to say uh, I love old westerns, and so I was watching a couple of old westerns the other day, and and there was Bob Wills in the movies riding his horse, but his band oh, was yeah. there. So you know it was oh, okay. just too much fun, too much fun to listen to Bob Wills and then watch him riding off. And I think he was always a good guy, but uh, right, it was just he kind of and guy. always dressed, always dressed to the nines too. I mean, he was he was dressed to the nines. Oh yeah, even even out well, there chasing horses. Well, people don't realize today how big he was. He was like Elvis and the Beatles all rolled up into one in in the late forties. Actually, all through the 40s and, and the early 50s, before rock and roll came around, uh, he would he yeah. draw more people than those other big names. Uh, so Bob Wills, yeah, king of Western swing, and and all the yeah, ride horses too. Yeah, it's interesting because uh, two of the folks that had the biggest influence on the Western music genre uh, would be Bob Wills with his Western swing, but Marty Robbins. And uh, oh, sure. just really interested when you talk to people, who are your influences? And uh, if we're talking to Western Swing people, it's always Bob Wills. And uh, right. and if you're talking to the, to the uh, Western music world, it's it's uh, Marty Robbins. And, uh, yeah. It's kind of cool. We had Cowboy Joe Babcock on the other day, and Cowboy Joe performed and played with Marty for a long, long time. And Marty recorded oh, I, several I, of his songs. I've met him in Albuquerque yeah, we, at the IWMA convention a few years ago. Yeah, yeah. He's so on did you know too, that he, I believe. He was on Hee Haw for a long time, and uh, he formed a musical group that sang background vocals. And uh, oh, wow. his group performed on 180 number one singles. And, wow. Uh, <laughs> yeah, and uh, Cowboy Joe is 92, and he's just come out with a new album. So we had him on the show a couple of weeks ago and shared music from his new album, Nebraska, and had a great time with this. Yeah, year. but uh, yeah, oh, 92 right. years yeah, old. I heard that. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. I thought you ain't dead yet. You know, going back to that. That's song. right. <laughs> but anyway, I want to get to another song from the album. Got to move. This is two innocent people. Let's talk about that song. Uh, yeah, this is uh, one of the country shuffles on there. So uh, it, it's uh, actually uh, Selena sings it, and uh, it was inspired by by a friend of mine. His his story. Uh, uh, I played music with him back in Austin, and uh, uh, it's it's kind of a love story, but it, it didn't start out that way. You know, sometimes you have to tweak the song. Yeah. Uh, but. Uh, you know, I'll, I'll let the listener decide what they think about it. All right, here we go. Two innocent people. You're listening to the Campfire Cafe.
Yeah, I was going to ask you just a little bit about that because uh, as an independent musician, an independent band, you don't have the support of of a label out there. So it falls on you to really do everything, doesn't it? Your booking, your your promotions, yeah. deciding Promotion. how yes, to yes, yeah. How has it changed? Yeah, that, that all. How has it changed? Uh, well, uh, being an independent artist uh, has got its challenges that you just outlined it and a lot more. But uh, it's got a lot of freedom, too. You don't have to uh, – you, you're basically your own boss. You know, being a musician is, uh, is is challenging enough without having to deal with somebody else telling you what songs, uh, like a record label. I don't think I could do that. Uh, uh, so uh, it's a challenge, like I said, uh, but it's worth every minute on stage. Yeah. So, so you mentioned a little bit earlier that you had the two singles that had come out, uh, "Got to Move" and uh, and "Tex Mex." Uh, at one point in time, people just sent out an album, but now people are starting to do more singles. They're actually doing singles and then coming out with an album a little bit later. So, h- how has all of that changed for you? And how's that working to get just the singles out? Um, yeah, it helps to uh, build the buzz before the whole album comes out. Uh, it gives you just a, a, a more chances at, at promotion. You know, you can get in the, the DJ and the, the, all the reviewers and the, and the listeners' ears uh, a few more few, few more times. It, it gives you an excuse to send out a press release, for example. But uh, yeah, yeah. I, 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 find, I find that uh, it, it gets the ball rolling, and then when the full album comes out, the, the ball is fully rolling. So. And um, our, we have a, a great um, uh, press uh, agent, uh, Matt Fox, that does a lot of the work for us. So it's, it's, I don't do everything myself the way I used to. At the beginning, the first okay. few albums I was doing, I was doing everything. You know, the website. Actually, my wife takes care of the website, but uh, all, <laughs> I was mailing out all those, all those hundred or two hundred CDs myself. But but now Matt does it for me, and, and he's he's great at writing press releases. So I do have a little bit of help. Matt. Matt's a good guy. Although you and I have done business together directly, uh, Matt actually reached out this last time, and uh, and so I said, okay, we'll put him to work. We'll just let him arrange the, the uh, interview. But I could have just called you right. myself. But it was kind of fun to let yeah. the guys earn his money. Let him earn his money. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> there you go. He, good thing. Good and he's thing. got some some other famous clients too, as you know. Yes, I do. Right, I, do. I think he Riders works with Riders in the Sky. Sky. Yeah. All so right. how has it changed as far as the delivery system for music today? How, well, how, are, um, your, how are your CD sales? Or is it more streaming? How is that working for you? Uh, uh, yes, you nailed it right there. Uh, we, we used to sell a lot of CDs. I used to get printed every time for my first four yeah. albums. But... Uh, but people aren't buying CDs. People hardly even have CD players anymore. So um, we, we, we we're sure to put it up on all the streaming platforms. But you know me, I'm old school. I like to have have the, the physical CD in my hand. And I know a lot of DJs are like that too. You know, just, yeah, just for the, for the artwork and right. So uh, right. yeah, at least parties we used to sell forty or fifty uh, CDs at, at the first one anyway. And then, then um, at, at the gigs we used to sell you know, five or, or something CDs every time. But now we're lucky to sell one CD at a gig and probably the CD release will sell 20 of them. So basically uh, it's a, it's a demo is, is the way I look at it. 
Okay. All right. You don't make. Money. I know. I know that. In, I know when when I'm talking with a lot of performers now, uh, they're using memory sticks that they're selling and uh, sending out. Oh yeah, yeah. We you know? thought about that. Yeah. Yeah, and uh, I know Mary Kay just recently they did this postcard size thing with a QR code, and so you can just scan sure. the QR code. I, they think they sell the postcard, which doesn't really cost right. anything to produce, and, uh, and and you know they get ten or fifteen bucks for that postcard, and they just scan the music and download it, and so the whole sure. system is changing from eight tracks and and even going back to my days when it was forty fives and albums. Then eight tracks right. and sets, and now CDs, and now it's memory sticks. Uh, yeah, I remember when when, C, when CDs came out, they thought it would never be obsolete. <laughs> yeah, so, some people are, are going back to albums, but uh, I, I've got. I've got last year, more before. albums were sold. Last year, more albums were sold than CDs for the first time. And, uh, yeah, and that's kind of an interesting because it's going back that way, and I, really. Uh, Alex, that's more for people that are wanting to collect, you know. Right. They have that album, and they can collect it. And, and of course, I've got a record player, but you mentioned a minute ago, uh, I don't have a CD player in my house. Uh, Fortunately, I have an old enough vehicle that I have a CD player still in it. But, uh, yeah, yeah, it's kind of. Yeah, I still have a CD player in my car, too. But, uh. Yeah, the world is definitely changing. Um, We just uh, try to do it all. So um, we get a little bit of money from streaming. um, And if we sell a CD uh, from our website, um, we get we get some money for that, you know, and without having to print the print the physicals. But uh, yeah, people are are mostly digital right now. Yeah, it's it's just it's very interesting when you talk with people, the different ways that music is being delivered. And uh, you know, I, I have no idea what that may look like in 10 years from now. It's just going to be very interesting to see how that happens. Of course, well, 10 years well, from now, I may not care. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to enjoy music until I kick the bucket for sure. I'm going to play it, go. hopefully, until I, until I go there. There you go. But um, there, luckily, there's no substitute for live shows. So concerts are still a, well, a thing. And Yeah, yeah. I think that's the big money maker now is to be doing the performances that are live. And uh, unfortunately, yes. there's just not much money to be made from. Uh, it's really hard for writing and, and uh, the other death, different means that you had in the past. Yeah. Merchandise well, sales. Well, merchandise sales. Sure. Yeah, that's another factor. But people don't make music to make money. They they make it because they, because they love it. Because they love it. Well, we want to help you make some money right now. So tell everyone where they can go to get your albums and buy your music. Well, Alex just dropped uh, just as I asked him that question. So he'll be calling back in in just a minute. While we wait for him to do that, we're going to get to another song of his. This is one called Upon This Land. It's the Hot Fixes Swing Band. We'll be back on the Campfire Cafe in just a moment. We were young in the age of 30 when we come upon this land. Called Cabin Little Children, we built it up by hand. Got our feet good and dirty, made our lives out of sand. We were young in the age of 30 
when we come upon this land. First a well, then a garden, when we come upon this land. Four walls for the cabin, we nailed them up by hand. A roof to keep the rain out, a floor on which to stand. Wood far for eating, cooking, since we come upon this land. Well, our children have grown up here, been here upon this land. Got places of their own now, got floors on which to stand. They visit us quite often, we're proud they understand. Their roots are in the ground here, been here upon this land. We were young in the age of 30 when we come upon this land. The cabin little children, we built it up by hand. Got our feet good and dirty, made our lives out of sand. Heartbreak when things arrive unplanned But through all kinds of trouble We still think ain't like grand Cause it's worth more than money Being here upon this land Many seasons have flown by Being here upon this land Can't do all we used to We need a helping hand And when we're in the dirt The circle will expand Later our great-grandchildren will be upon this land. We were young in the age of 30 when we come upon this land. Dog cabin little children, we built it up by hand. Got our feet good and dirty, made our lives out of sand. We were young in the age of 30 when we come upon this land. We were young in the age of 30 when we come takes a swing band upon this land and we are talking with Alex Dormont who is the founder and leader of the hot takes a swing band and and just as I was saying we're going to try to make him some money he disappeared now he's back <laughs> so hey Alex yeah I'm back hey <laughs> so hey, yeah good to be back yeah well we live out in the country uh, outside of Dripping Springs Texas which is outside of Austin and uh I wrote that song uh of, of that was a perfect segue. Uh, my, my wife and I, when we were 30, we got married and built our own house on, on this land out here and uh, raised our kids out here. And now we've got grandchildren and hopefully great-grandchildren. Oh, wow. That was wow, perfect. Wow. Yeah. How many years have you been married now? This is a test. Uh, see if you 41, know. Uh, 41 uh, in about two weeks. We've oh, that's great. 41 years. That's great. Well, an early happy anniversary to you and your lovely wife. Well, thank you. You're welcome. So tell folks how they can get your music. Give us your website. And uh, and you've got a great website, by the way. So you've got great video on there. But tell folks how they can get your music. Yes. It's the, title, it's the name of the band, HotTexasSwingBand.com. And, uh, yeah, there's uh, great videos. And you can buy all of our music there. And, and there's a lot of pictures. And, uh, yeah, yeah. Um, the, the picture uh, on the front page of the website is is me standing on a hill in, in Big Bend, Texas, which uh, my, my daughter does all of her. T- she carries on the tradition of my artistic family, 
so she does all yeah. of our photography. It's a group effort, and my wife uh, runs the website, so I'm very proud of it. And you can look, find out our gigs there, and like I said, buy our music. Just um, see what we're all about. And you'll have uh, two CD release parties that will be coming up in the near future, so be sure and check that out. And, and if you're in the Texas area, get out and see the Hot Texas Swing Band and Mr. Alex Vermont and buy some music. We're going to close this segment out, Alex, with uh, a song called Yet to Come. And I know we talked about your brain tumor and you're recovering from that very well, but uh, tell us about this song. Yeah, this song, Yet to Come, is, is uh, was written just before I went into surgery. Um, the, the reason I knew I had a brain had a, a, just before I was about to play a gig and uh, a grand mal seizure, and then I uh, woke up and the ambulance was there. It took me to the hospital. They did a CAT scan and discovered the tumor. So um, I had about a month before the surgery and uh, a lot of time to think. Uh, you know, I thought I, I had the the seizure so um th- this uh, song reflects all my experiences um uh, facing death and and uh coming on the other side all right well it's a yeah, great it's, song it's, it's got, we it's are got, got horses in it too gary <laughs> I right. put, put a plug in for the horses I, I love my horses i love my horses well we're so happy that you're doing well alex and we look forward to your continued recovery from that surgery so Thank you for being with Thank us today. Thank you very much. You You're welcome. It's my pleasure. Yet to come, Hot Texas Swing Band. It's been Alex Roman as our special guest on the Campfire Cafe. We'll be right back. It's not the death I fear. It's loss of living. Before I go, there's so much joy. To be given I'll always treasure The last full measure Of caring and sharing Walk in this earth Filled with mirth However briefly Running so young Among our moments in the sun Let's keep on dancing Romancing more yet to come Well every minute is God in it The pieces of a lifetime And in an hour or eternity A flower can fill up the sweet rhyme Let's be like wild horses crossing sand For fun and just a prancing Chasing the wind Beyond the beach we're reaching Running so young Among our moments in the sun Let's keep on dancing, romancing More yet to Chapter 
chapter by chapter Running so young Among our moments in the sun Let's keep on dancing, romancing More yet to come Yet to come Yet to come Yet to come It's time now for Saddle Up America on the Equestrian Legacy Radio Network. We'll be back in just a moment. The journey to Denver, Colorado, and talk about the Rocky Mountain Horse Expo. But right now, let's take a listen to a song from my wife, Mary Cahold. It's one called A Horse Called Freedom. We'll be right back. Heard about a land where the cowboys came. Take a picture on the wall from a magazine. Got a renegade heart beating in his chest. Gonna beg till I borrow his way out west. And a sea of sage on and on. Gonna learn the way of a native son. Gonna turn the head of our
Freedom, Mary Kay Holt, and we're going to be talking all about horses on Saddle Up America with our very special guest, Mr. Bill Scaby with the Rocky Mountain Horse Expo. He is the CEO and Executive Director of the Colorado Horse Council. Hey, Bill, welcome to the show. Hey, Gary, I'm really happy to be here. How are you doing? Good, 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 good. We are sunny today in Middle Tennessee in Nashville, about 45. We were 72 days ago. What is your weather like in Colorado, and what's it going to be like in two weeks when we come out to the Rocky Mountain Horse Expo? Well, it's bright and beautiful today. The mountains are clear and crisp, full of snow. And in Denver, we're ready to go and have a Rocky Mountain Horse Expo in about two weeks. Yeah, that's that's going to be exciting, and uh, and we're looking forward to finding out all about the things that people will be able to see and do at the Rocky Mountain Horse Expo. But I was uh, one of the questions I wanted to ask you, Bill. The expo itself has been going on for what thirty one plus years. Yes, we started back in nineteen ninety two when it was called the uh, Colorado Horse Fair. And it was a group of just wonderful people that got together to show their horses and learn from each other and network with each other so that they could, you know, be better horsemen and women. So it started back in 1992. In um, uh, 2002, the uh, horse fair was changed to an expo because it started to get bigger. We started to have trade show boots. We started to have national and international speakers and trainers come in. So it gave us a chance to expand our our horizon. And I should say also is that the horse fair was in one arena. And today we have seven venues going on at one time. So you really get to go ahead and you really get to come in and, and enjoy all aspects of the horse industry. That is great. Now you were talking about vendors and my wife loves to shop. Okay. So yeah. <laughs> how many vendors are you going to have there, and what type of vendors will well, be present? <laughs> we'll have, uh, we'll, have uh, uh, we'll just have under 100 vendors, to be honest with you. Since COVID, we've really lost a lot of our on-site vendors, and we're building them all back up because people are learning that having your booth there and having your products there, we do have some clothing for her. We do have some jewelry for her. We have new innovative things for the horse industry, like a self-feeder group coming in here. We have great sponsors like Farina, great sponsors like uh, uh, John Deere Tractor and Kubota Tractors. And so we've got a lot of different things coming to Expo. We have great saddle makers coming in. I think we have three or four saddle makers coming in and horse Oh, that's great. Wonderful. A wonderful opportunity for people to really share what's going on in the industry. Plus, we have some vendors that you just wouldn't think about. But we've got uh, – it's they all have things that horse people like and enjoy. So we welcome right. people to come see our trade show because our trade show has really become more of a destination at the Expo. Well, I understand that, and and I'm glad to hear that there's more things than just for my wife, so I can do some of that tech shopping <laughs> and some of the other things that men kind of interested in, but uh, but the exactly women kind of right. rule the roost, exactly you know? Right. Yeah, we kind of yeah. rule the roost. 
Well, tell us what we're going to see when we come to the expo. What kind of events are taking place and, and, and just exactly what we, can we look for? Well, Gary, we have anywhere between 100 and 125 different activities going on over the three-day period. We have, of course, we have the clinics with clinicians. We have, we have educational venues. We have all kinds of things going on. Our special events keep on growing, and always those are fun for people to come in and, and take part of. You know, we, we're, we're one of only two states that host a Briar Model Fest. And our Briar Model Fest has, has been with us for about five years, and it keeps on growing and growing. And you can learn about Briar models, horse models, and show them, and learn about how you can create a Briar model on your own. We also, as you know, are the hosts of the Equus Film Festival, Film and Art Festival, and this year we are having a Mustang Summit. Anything you want to know about the Mustang horses you'll be able to learn from experts here at the, at the Expo. And it's an exciting time in the state of Colorado as we learn more about our wild horse herds and how we can manage them better and how we can learn about training those horses and learn about how, how effective they are in different aspects of the horse, horse industry. We also, just on our trade show floor, we have a journey stage and an experience stage. And in those, on those two stages all day long, we have different types of communication going on, anywhere from feeding to equine communication to um, talking with animals. And even a lady that is internationally known, Joan Rankett, that talks about communicating with animals through a telepathic means. Means So it's uh, really uh. an exciting time just on the trade show floor. Um, also, we have a family fun corral there for family members to come and attend our petting zoo and learn about Elvis the Pony. On top of that, kids and families get to take a picture with an 18-hand Clydesdale mare, and she is just wonderful, and people just love to pet on her. Oh, wow. Wow. I'm not sure that so I've ever seen an 18 hand. Not sure I've ever seen an 18 hand horse. So that's going to be pretty special. If you get a look at that. Well, I'm, I'm kind of used to these 15 two it. horses around here. Yeah, that'd be exciting. Yeah, exactly right. Yeah, that would be exciting. So what else do we have lined up for the folks that are? And by the way, let's give them the dates. We haven't talked about the dates. Yeah. What are the dates for the Rocky Mountain Horse Expo? You betcha. We have a couple clinics that start on March. Uh, 14th, but the core of the expo is March 15th through the 17th, and that's okay. it's at the uh, it's at it's in Denver, Colorado, at the National Western Complex. So, like I said, we use every part of that facility except for the Coliseum. So we keep things really moving, and it's pretty exciting. The other thing is, it's is- not only educational. We do have other special events like the Extreme Obstacle Challenge and the Ultimate Obstacle Challenge that is sponsored by the Mustang Heritage Foundation. So you'll be seeing some exciting times on Friday and Saturday evening. And on Sunday, we're doing an extreme cowboy race, and that's being done by Trevor Meredith from Alberta, Canada. 
and just a great guy that really teaches people about you've got to be patient with horses. You've got to respect horses and look, look at what the outcome is when you do that. We also, Gary, have a select horse sale that's going on, and that's an exciting thing because horses come from all parts of the country, and people have an opportunity to purchase horses at a really well-known horse sell that is always here at the Expo. And we also include the Right Horse Showcase, which ends up uh, giving people an opportunity to adopt horses through the ASPCA Right Horse Program, which is an exceptional oh, program. Right? And it's in a national program throughout the United States. We have a great World of Horse Showcase, and we will have that an extreme cowboy race competition on Sunday. All these things are exciting and fun, but we try to do some innovative things here at the Expo that are brand new. For instance, we have a delayed streaming area on our website where people that can't attend or people that want to, want to hear some of our clinicians were able to go to our website and learn about what's going on. It's a delayed streaming. We tried live streaming last year. didn't work out well because of technology issues. Speaking of technology, we also are introducing a brand new way to identify horses through by uh, scanning your horse's face, and the program is called Equid. And we're going to ask our people bringing horses to the expo to scan their horse's face, come into the expo, and at the expo, we'll be able to rescan that horse's face, be able to tell you about the horse's name, the horse's owner. We can see all their uh, travel papers, and all we have to do then is assign them their stalling. So we can try to look. We're, we're experimenting with new pilot programs to get people yeah. into the expo and also to identify your horse in a different manner and a different way. So we try new innovative ways to do things, and we're hopeful that that's something that um, we can help the developers of this program to use in other shows, rodeos, and other events that include horses and other animals. That, that That's interesting. I'm, that's that's an interesting concept, so I'm interested in seeing how that actually works right there. You so, and me both, brother. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. I want to take a real quick break. I want to get to another horse song real quick. And this is one by Junie Fisher called Little Red Horse. And we're going to come back and talk more with Bill Scabie in just a moment. You're listening to Saddle Up America on the Equestrian Legacy Radio Network. Heard around the world on equestrianlegacy.net, iHeartRadio, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and most streaming platforms. Just search for Equestrian Legacy Radio. Saw a red horse run at the county fair. Watched him lose a match race there. Dumped his jockey at the start. That little red horse was a little too smart. Jumped like a deer and ran like a cat. I said I had to have a horse like that. A little red horse. Oh, yeah. 
round to the backstretch road Where dreamers see the losers go Asked if that horse could be bought They said soon as we get in caught They said it spread the speed to bring a heap I said I've seen him buck, I'll buy him cheap Equestrian Legacy Radio Network, and we are talking with Mr. Bill Scaby at the Rocky Mountain Horse Expo in Denver, Colorado, and that's coming up just in a couple of weeks. But Bill, so much stuff. That's so many different things that are going on at the Rocky Mountain Horse Expo. Uh, it's going to take two or three or four days to go through everything, won't it? Well, we got three days for you to get it done. So you know, it it, it is a a real product of many volunteers, many people that are willing to come together and share what they know and what they experience with working with horses and being with horses. Because as you know, Gary, horses are great for people, and people just need to be aware of what's going on and how that bond and passion is being used throughout the country and the world. Tell us 
Bill, a little bit about your background, because uh, as I mentioned early on, you're the CEO and the executive director of the Colorado Horse Council. So how is the Colorado Horse Council involved in the Rocky Mountain Horse Expo this year? Well, I'll be glad to do that. Well, my background is in, has been in the horse industry since 1978. I graduated from college and got right involved with the Arabian horse industry for 10 and a half years. And then I ran the North American Riding for the Handicapped Association for 18 and a half years. So my experience wow. at the very beginning has been extraordinary. I've learned so much about the show world, so much about the bond uh, between humans and horses, and how people really want to get involved, but they just need to have that one other thing, and that's education. From my time with NARA, North American Riding from the Handicap, then I went and became the Executive Director CEO of the Colorado Horse Council. Because ultimately, horse councils are a key component of bringing people together, making sure that the education programs are happening in your community and in your part of the country. But on top of that, we have to be very concerned about the legislation and those people outside the horse industry. Because those, yeah, are the people, those are the people that are making the laws, the rules, and they need that support with their decision-making process. So my, my career has gone all over the place here, and, but I'm really formed, really very focused, I should say, on the educational aspect and legislation and really promoting the bond and sharing it with others that want to get involved with the horse community. Well, that is great. How long have you been personally involved with the with Rocky Mountain Horse Expo? Um, I was actually on the board of the Horse Council back in 1992, and I've oh, wow. been doing the Rocky Mountain Horse. I've been doing the Rocky Mountain Horse Expo for the last 15 years. My gracious! As a My show gracious. manager. Yeah. My gracious! It's been a long time. Well, that, that and, a long and time. And the great thing about it, great thing about it, Gary, I'm only 40. <laughs> You're just a baby. You're just a baby. Oh gosh. Well, I tell you yeah, what, being a horse a show career. manager, being a show manager is a, a a lot of work. It takes a lot of time and coordinating a lot of things uh out there. Exactly, so Exactly, yeah. Got that, that a great group of cool. people helping me though. Great group of people. That is great. That is great. Well, I will I will state that uh, I'm chairman of the Mustang Heritage Foundation. We are happy to be part of the Rocky Mountain Horse Expo this year. Uh, our treasurer is Mr. Mark Bolander, and so he is actually uh, conducting a couple of different competitions that are out there this year, and that is the Mountain Trail Competition. So I hope that's going well. And, uh, yes, and it is. We all see. Yeah, it really is going well, and Mark's a great teacher and a great author, and he's been to the Expo many years ago, and his his trail program is exciting. People are excited to meet Mark and get involved not only with the competitions that are on Friday and Saturday night, but he'll be doing a special clinic on the 14th. He'll be doing two clinics a day on the 15th and the 16th, and then his shows are on, the, on uh, Friday and uh, Saturday evening as well. And it's a fun event to watch. It's an exciting event to watch. And it's really nice to know that people are being trained and educated through Mark's efforts. 
So we're looking very forward to Mark's return to the expo. Well, that is great, and and they'll enjoy Mark a lot, but uh, the real joy will come if they get to meet his wife, Lee. And so I expect oh, Lee yeah, to be there as well. Yeah, you'll have to look she's up Lee. She's got Lee's lots of energy. <laughs> she does. She does. She does. She does. Well, listen, I'd like to I... also remind people, I want to remind people, Gary, real quickly, is that we, we are so appreciative and blessed that the Mustang Heritage Foundation has provided $15,000 worth of prize money for these people competing in those obstacle challenges on Friday and Saturday night. So thank you, thank you, thank you. That is a tremendous yeah. uh, support of our of our work, and we truly do appreciate uh, you and Mark and everybody else involved with the with the foundation. Well, you're very welcome. You're very welcome, and we look forward to having. We're going to have a great couple of our folks there representing us with the Mustang Heritage Foundation, and so be sure. If you're listening, to stop by and say hi to the folks at the Mustang Heritage Foundation booth that will be there as well. I think we're going to be right across from the uh, Mustang Summit that's going to be going on. So that will be just really great to come by and visit. Right. Well, you have been great, Bill. Give us the website for the Rocky Mountain Horse Expo so people can go check that out. I suppose they can buy tickets for the event online as well. Yep, they can. We have two sites that we use. We use the RockyMountainHorseExpo.com, and then we also use the EquineCityHall.com. Okay. Now, those are two websites that you can go to, purchase tickets. The Equine City Hall is a portal that we're starting to develop to support a lot of equine groups with association management programs, and right now, most of the purchases go through the Equine City Hall. Of course, okay. you know, we've got plenty of space, so more and more people can come. Tickets are 15 bucks. You get, for $15, you get a wealth of knowledge, a wealth of uh, education, and you have a good time getting it. All right. You can't beat that, and you can't beat the price. $15 is awesome <laughs> to be able to get out and enjoy all of that on a daily basis. So that is that's You betcha. And, and for your listeners, uh, just a reminder, at the complex, everything is indoors because you asked about the weather when we first started out. <laughs> yeah, Colorado's beautiful, but this afternoon we could have some white stuff on the on the ground as well. You're inside. The heaters are working. The air conditioners are working. Don't fret if there's a little bit of rain or if there's a little bit of snow. You'll be fine at the expo. All right, and Denver is absolutely a gorgeous city to come and visit. So if you're traveling in, you're going to have a great time visiting Denver and enjoying the many sites that are there as well. And uh, it will be great to be part of the Horse Expo. And that's located again where, Bill? In Denver, Colorado, at the National Western Stock Show Complex. All right. And everybody in Denver knows about the complex. It's been around for 120-some-odd years. All right. Well, be sure and go out and visit. It's going to be a great event, and that's taking place on the 14th through the 17th. Is that right? You got it. You got it. Look forward 14th to meeting 14th through the 17th of you, March. sir. Exactly. All right. Well, listen, look forward to the event. And, Bill, thanks again so much for being with us today. Look forward to meeting you in the future. That's going to be fun. Pleasure, sir. All right. 
We're going to take a listen to this one from Carlos Washington and the Steel Horse Swing. It's called Wild Horses. We'll be back in just a moment on Saddle Up America. From a phone booth in Cheyenne, I made a promise to Diane. No more rodeos, I've gone my last go-round. The same promise that I made in San Antonio and Santa Fe. But tonight, I settled up and let her die. Someday Wild horses just stay wild And her heart is all I'll break Wild horses keep dragging me away She watched me drive around her block Get encouraged up to stop To make her one more promise That I can't keep The way I love the rodeo I guess I should let her go Before I hurt her more That she loves me Wild horses keep dragging me And I'll lose more than I'm gonna win someday Wild horses just stay wild And her heart is all I'll break Wild horses keep dragging me away
Mr. Carlos Washington and Steel Horse Swing, Wild Horses. Well, thanks for joining us today on Saddle Up America as well as the Campfire Cafe. We want to let you know that all of these shows are made possible by our fine sponsors in the general store, our Legacy Select Horse Campgrounds and Guest Ranches, and East of Santa Fe. For fine arts in the Western and Equestrian world, as well as collectibles, visit East of Santa Fe, our Legacy Select Horse Camps and Guest Ranches, and the General Store. You'll find all of that there. And if you're interested in advertising with us, just go to our website at equestrianlegacy.net, and in the menu bar, click on Advertise on Equestrian Legacy Radio, and that will give you a ton of information right there. We also want to remind you that coming up June the 20th through the 23rd at the Williamson County Ag Center in Franklin, Tennessee, we'll be hosting Mustang Heritage Spectacular. That's a production of the Mustang Heritage Foundation, and that is $150,000 in cash prizes that will be awarded for our Celebrity Freestyle event, our Extreme Mustang Makeover, and our Open Show. So you can find out more about that by visiting MustangHeritageFoundation.com and look for the Mustang Heritage Spectacular. Well, it has been a fun show. Thanks again to Bill Scaby for joining us from the Rocky Mountain Horse Expo and Alex Dormont with a Hot Texas Swing Band and sharing music from their great album, new album called Gotta Move. We want to remind you that you can listen to the Campfire Cafe and Saddle Up America every Thursday beginning at noon Central Standard Time live, as well as our show live from Nashville that airs on Tuesdays at noon. You can listen to all of those shows live at our website at equestrianlegacy.net, and then you can catch those shows anytime, 24-7, at iHeartRadio, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and most streaming platforms. Just search for Equestrian Legacy Radio. We're going to close the show today out with a great song by Richard Aloyan and Steve Wade. It's called Saddle Up and Ride, and we want to remind you that if you climb in the saddle, get ready for the ride on Equestrian Legacy Radio. in your eyes There's no way you can disguise You're staring out there at the hills And wondering what's beyond the rise One thing is perfectly clear Nothing I can say will keep you here You won't be satisfied Till you saddle up and ride I guess I knew it from the start You always had a restless heart Sometimes the wind can blow you in Sometimes it just blows you apart One thing is perfectly clear 
satisfied until you saddle up and Try to hold 